Christ has not entered into the holy places made with hands, which are figures of the true, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Almighty God, the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, who desireth not the death of a sinner, but rather that he may turn from his wickedness and live, hath given power and commandment to his ministers to declare and pronounce to his people, being penitent, the absolution and remission of their sins. He pardoneth and absolveth all those who truly repent and unfeignedly believe his holy gospel. Wherefore, let us beseech him to grant us true repentance and his Holy Spirit, that those things may please him which we do at this present, and that the rest of our life hereafter may be pure and holy, so that at the last we may come to his eternal joy, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 57, page 409. Be merciful unto me, O God, be merciful unto me. For my soul trusteth in thee, and under the shadow of thy wings shall be my refuge until this tyranny be overpassed. I will call upon the Most High God, even unto the God that shall perform the cause which I have in hand. He shall send from heaven, and save me from the reproof of him that would eat me up. God shall send forth his mercy and truth. My soul is among lions. And I lie even among the children of men that are set on fire whose teeth are spears and arrows, and their tongue a sharp sword. Set up thyself, O God, above the heavens, and thy glory above all the earth. They have laid a net for my feet, and pressed down my soul. They have digged a pit before me, and are fallen into the midst of it themselves. My heart is fixed, O God, my heart is fixed. I will sing and give praise. Awake up, my glory, awake, lute and harp. I myself will awake right early. I will give thanks unto thee, O Lord, among the peoples, and I will sing unto thee among the nations. For the greatness of thy mercy reacheth unto the heavens, 
and thy truth unto the clouds. Set up thyself, O God, above the heavens, and thy glory above all the earth. Psalm 138, page 513. I will give thanks unto thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. Even before the gods will I sing praise unto thee. I will worship toward thy holy temple and praise thy name because of thy loving kindness and truth. For thou hast magnified thy name and thy word above all things. When I called upon thee, thou heardest me and endutest my soul with much strength. All the kings of the earth shall praise thee, O Lord, for they have heard the words of thy mouth. Yea, they shall sing of the ways of the Lord, that great is the glory of the Lord. For though the Lord be high, yet hath he respect unto the lowly. As for the proud, he beholdeth them afar off. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, yet shalt thou refresh me. Thou shalt stretch forth thy right hand upon the furiousness of mine enemies, and thy right hand shall save me. The Lord shall make good his loving kindness toward me. Yea, thy mercy, O Lord, endureth forever. Despise not then the works of thine own hands. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 26th chapter of Isaiah. In that day this song will be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. God will appoint salvation for walls and bulwarks. Open the gates that the righteous nation, which keeps the truth, may enter in. You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever. For in Yah, the Lord is everlasting strength. For he brings down those who dwell on high, the lofty city. He lays it low. He lays it low to the ground. He brings it down to the dust. The foot shall tread it down, the feet of the poor, and the steps of the needy. The way of the just is uprightness. O most upright, you weigh the path of the just. Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 37th verse of the second chapter of Acts. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said to them, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. 
For the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are afar off, as many as the Lord our God will call. And with many other words he testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together and had all things in common, and sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking the bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to light in the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O God, the King of glory, who hast exalted thine only Son, Jesus Christ, with great triumph unto thy kingdom in heaven, we beseech thee, leave us not comfortless, but send to us thine Holy Ghost to comfort us and exalt us unto the same place whither our Savior Christ has gone before, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the same Holy Ghost, one God, world without end. Amen. Grant, we beseech thee, Almighty God, that like as we do believe thy only begotten Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, to have ascended into the heavens, so we may also, in heart and mind, thither ascend, and with him continually dwell, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, one God, world without end. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, 
give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Light in our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So in our first lesson here in Isaiah 26, so we find ourselves a little bit of a larger section, uh, which begins in Isaiah 24 and ends somewhere in the middle of uh, Isaiah chapter 27, sometimes referred to as the Isaiah apocalypse. And it's seen, I'd say, kind of chiefly from the historical perspective of Jerusalem and Judah with its surrounding neighbors, um, so primarily it has in mind the nations of Egypt and Assyria. And then through the end of chapter 25, we read a lot about God's judgment on Israel's neighbors, but also um, it's kind of represented archetypally as God's judgment on evil as a whole. So then contrasted with this, which we see in our lesson this evening in, 20, in chapter 26, is the strong city of Jerusalem or the strong city of Judah. So this everlasting heavenly city is marked by God's protection. It's marked by God's peace and it's marked by God's bringing down of the oppressors and the workers of evil. So this city significantly and most importantly is reserved for a particular person, a particular people. As it says in verse three, it's reserved for those who maintain their faith and put their trust in God. You know, faith is, um, it's obviously a very common theme throughout uh, Isaiah. It's a very common theme in the scriptures, obviously. But here, especially I think in Isaiah, it's linked to something specifically. So it's not merely a, well, it's not at all, a closing your eyes and hoping for the best, as it were. Rather, it's rooted in something. So it's rooted, and we see this throughout Isaiah and really the biblical prophets as well. It's rooted in a deep, or a really deep conviction about God's justice, a really deep conviction about God's judgment. So the message is that God will indeed condemn and judge those who do evil, who commit injustice. He will right the wrongs that we see presently and with that conviction, then it's intended to do something. Uh, deep conviction that God will right the wrongs that we experience then is intended to give us hope. And it's then out of this hope that we can place our faith in him. It's out of this hope then that we can place our faith and remain committed to him in this heavenly city. And then in our, so our second lesson, Acts chapter two, forgive me if this is a familiar story. I, I can't remember who it was, it might have been Tom Wright, who was telling the story, and I don't know if it was about himself or somebody else, but as you know, the response that we see when Peter preaches is 3,000 people are baptized. When I preach afterwards, the response is people usually offer me tea. <laughs> um, I definitely get the tea offer as well. Um, but anyway, I mean, the, the response that we see here really is, it's quite remarkable um, to Peter's sermon here at Pentecost. 
And significantly, you know, we, there's this question and the people are cut to the heart and they say, well, what then shall we do? And Peter says, well, repent and be baptized. And with then that will come something. So repentance and baptism within the Christian understanding leads to the gift of forgiveness and the gift of the Holy Spirit. Um, this is what salvation looks like when it's articulated out. Um, repentance and baptism leads to the gift of forgiveness in the Holy Spirit. And this is really a key verse in our understanding of the sacrament of baptism. What we believe happens in baptism is God gives us those two things. He gives us forgiveness and he grants us the gift of his Holy Spirit. And then the response here too, we kind of see it's kind of a microcosm, if you will, of what discipleship within the community of the people of God should look like. We have a commitment to fellowship, to the teaching, to the breaking of bread, and to the prayers. And significantly, it seems like what we have here, um, it's not just merely something that people did kind of help them conveniently with their lives. But the way that Luke writes this is that they were wholeheartedly committed to this. This completely changed the direction of the course of their lives. He uses the word devotion. They devoted themselves wholly to this. And what this ended up looking like was a community that, again, um, was committed to the, the faith of the church, the teaching of the church. It was committed to the breaking of the bread, historically understood as um, celebration of the Eucharist, uh, committed to, again, meeting together and committed to praying with one another. And so in this time, to do this in the temple, that wouldn't last for very long. We'll see that throughout the story of Acts opposition really comes very quickly. But this community then that does these things together, that's devoted then to the faith, is marked by a, then a few things. It produces a kind of community that we see is marked by um, generosity towards one another and marked by selflessness with caring with one another in community. Um, this last section here has been used to kind of back a lot of different um, social teachings, perhaps. It seems to me like what's being understood here or the intention here is that Christians are morally compelled to take care of one another. Now, that doesn't mean that we have to give money to everybody that asks us for money, but especially for those within the church, for those whom we would call brother and sister, we do have an obligation to take care of them. Again, sometimes it requires more nuance than simply giving money. The problem, though, is that we often tend to go to the other side where we justify to ourselves why we shouldn't give somebody money, but then we don't do anything else to try to meet their needs. And I think a way of thinking about this, again, every situation will be different, but the, the biblical way of understanding this is that in Christ, then, with the gift of the Spirit, all then who have received the gift of the Spirit we all receive God as our as our Father, so therefore we have all become brother and sister. Um, so we are siblings, if you will, in Christ. And so we should start then trying to think about caring for the needs of those in our community, responding to those needs in the same way in which we would respond to our own blood brothers or sisters. It's a good place to start. Okay, so we'll continue now with our intercession on page 590. And take a minute and call to mind those you're praying for.
Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind, that the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessing.